welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Thank you for joining us for another episode of We Talk Health, the podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Today we have joining us Dr. Joshua Whitledge. He is a primary care physician at West Tennessee Medical Group Hillview South Clinic in South Fulton, Tennessee. Dr. Whitledge, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure to be here. Today we are going to talk about the differences in flu symptoms and COVID symptoms. Over the last year, these symptoms and and these terms have been sometimes used even interchangeably. So we asked Dr. Whitledge to dispel any any myths and to help us understand the difference between the two when we should seek medical care. So Dr. Whitledge, can you explain to us the difference between the flu and COVID? Sure, I'd be happy to. Before we talk about any differences, just give a little bit of what they actually share. Then we can kind of build off that. Both are viruses, and both are viruses that humans interact with on a regular basis, and people have heard of coronaviruses is where COVID comes from and flu viruses. The big difference in the COVID-19 virus is, and this is what's caused the biggest problem, is the fact it came from a mutation. So humans have never seen this mutation of this virus before in the body. So it's caused all sorts of problems and made it very unpredictable. And we'll delve in that a little bit later when you ask more questions about symptoms, but that's been the main difference between the two. As we are recording this podcast, we are getting closer to approaching the one-year mark of mm-hmm. dealing with COVID, but we are also in flu season. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that? I have seen several things where people are saying memes and different things where they're like, what happened to flu? Right. Flu is still there. People are still getting the flu. And in some cases, we've seen patients with flu and COVID. So can you talk a little bit about that and well, sure. where we are with, with flu this year? Well, there's a, a lot of similarity in symptoms between the two, which makes it little more difficult. And then you add the element of allergies, just coughing and sneezing. So it can make people rather nervous about, is this just simple allergies or I'm actually really, really sick? So the cough and nasal drainage, body aches, those are both common to both illnesses. The difference between the two and what we try to, as physicians and experience is that flu will hit you like a Mack truck. When I walk into a room and I see somebody and we're worried about flu, they look like they have the flu. Their symptoms start, they'll get in the shower that morning, they get out, and they feel terrible. COVID is different. Besides the fact that 50% of people have no symptoms, if you do get a little sick, it takes several days. And so those two things can be confusing with regard to, but we try to pick up on those. That's why timing and telling your doctor all the details about when it started and what other symptoms you're having is important. With regard to flu cases being down, I honestly believe in this, you know, we're learning as we go. A lot of this is information that we're gathering as since this is a new virus, we're learning every day. Anytime we have a new novel virus, it tends to displace what we usually have seasonally. That's not uncommon. But I also think that our improved hygienic practices, the hand washing, the masking, the social distancing, as much as most people are probably tired of hearing this, has helped diminish an illness that doesn't pass as easy as COVID. So the one that passes easier usually takes over in those circumstances. So 
I would say then, and most of all, that probably explains uh, why we're seeing that discrepancy this year and flu cases are down. I think that is an excellent point. So our masking, our social distancing, our hand washing, these are practices that a year, two years ago, we probably wouldn't have really thought much about, but now has hopefully become more of a habit for the majority of us. And at least the masking, we don't love but in this case it has helped to diminish other illnesses that otherwise would have been pretty prevalent at this time so yes ma'am anything at least out of this we have improved our hygienic standards and habits for the the general public i think i don't realize until covid and hand washing became such a hot topic i don't think i realized how infrequently i washed my hands sure i thought i was pretty hygienic so moving forward as it looks like covid numbers at least right now are starting to go down which is a a great thing do you suspect or are you seeing more flu cases now that covid is starting to go down a little bit or are they still about the same i haven't seen an influx just yet okay as of the reasons i had stayed before i still think are playing a role hopefully with regard to the covid numbers coming down and could change tomorrow or next month hopefully some of the standards and the practices we've changed have finally caught up and the vaccinations are starting to help a little bit although we're still in the early end of that sure so we may have a influx of flu cases a latter part of this is fall and early spring you know we've done well in the past with the flu for the most part but every year is a guess with the flu if you were to kind of compare flu and, and covid the flu is like the sun and COVID is like the moon. The, the number of arms on the actual flu virus, there's eight segments, and there's only one on the COVID. And those segments allow for a lot of mutations and adaptations and changes. So every year we guess with a flu shot. Mm-hmm. Some years we're down to 25% effective, some are 50. And we've done good on the front end, and then come January, it mutates, and then the flu shot doesn't work. So right. every year the flu is an animal in itself. Thank goodness it's mortality rates not as bad as COVID. True. With that being said, it's also age dependent. So we may see a bump, hopefully not, but at least they both didn't come this winter, which we were hopefully that didn't occur and didn't. So we were preparing for that. Exactly. One question about flu vaccinations and COVID vaccinations. Did we see a decline or do you feel like it, it remained stable, your flu vaccinations, since probably right about the time we started hearing about COVID vaccinations. Were people still getting their flu shots? I would say so, and that's a good point. I would say that our probably our flu vaccination numbers probably went up percentage wise. So great. So in a sense, I'm not. I haven't seen those numbers, but I would say that probably plays a role also. Mm-hmm. So it was an effective shot, and more people got it. Mm-hmm. Subsequently, you'll have less numbers. Right. That would make sense to me. Now that's presumptive, but I I, I bet you that played a role. Okay, this is great information, very good information. So I guess, too, the other thing we can learn, if we've gained anything from this past year of living through a pandemic and living through COVID, all of our new habits we've developed is that social distancing and masking really do help in the spread of viruses and other diseases. Yeah, this one, there's a little bit of inconsistency on some of the information that's out there. And to the people that are we're trying to describe it and pass it on. Things changed because we were learning as it went. Right. We were concerned about how easy it passed on surfaces. Mm-hmm. So we were washing 
groceries. We were worried about being aerosolized, which is different than passed by respiratory droplets. We think that's much less common. So if something passes strictly by respiratory droplets, not strictly, but majority, and wearing a mask and then keeping a distance so those droplets don't land in your vicinity and breathe it in, the only way to not share something that passes like the wind is not to share the air, right. share the same wind. So that's why those things, I think, have really improved and helped this process. But there's a chance it's passed on services. There's still a chance there's other uh, vehicles by which it's passed. But we've found out now that's much less. So that's why those things, as you mentioned, have worked. Great. That's wonderful. Any other information or anything else we need to know about flu versus COVID? Uh, well, I think the one thing that I've always, when I, when I have this discussion with patients, is I mention it to them. And one comment I get quite often is just like the flu. Isn't this just like the flu? You know, 30 to 60,000 people die a year of flu. And I said, that's true. But we have a flu shot already established. The difference about this virus that's come out of the Southeast Asia area and what we call zoonosis or passed from an animal is that it's novel, which means our body's never seen it. When its body's never seen this virus, we don't know how it's going to react when it gets in your body. Its death rate is less than 1%. But the other part that makes it so diabolical is the fact that up to 50% of people don't even know they have it. Right. So if you're passing it on, don't know you have it, that makes it even worse, even if the death rate's less than 1%. The ones that came out before, SARS and MERS, we're talking 10%, 35% death rate. Mm-hmm. But you knew who had it. You could isolate them and keep them away. And I tell people this, I said, that's the difference between this. So if we do the right things, we can continue to curve it and work together and look out for each other in the process. That sounds great. So one final question. Are you recommending that people who meet the qualifications or who are within the guidelines get their COVID vaccination? Absolutely. The only way that, as of right now, the only way that we can get through this is herd immunity. And it's much less dangerous to get your immunity through a shot than getting the actual illness. Chances are you'll be fine, but I don't want my mother-in-law, my father to take that chance. So the only way we do it is everybody get their shot. That's a better way to get immunity than to have it. Absolutely. This has been great. Well, thank you so much to Dr. Whitledge. As I mentioned before, he is with West Tennessee Medical Group Hillview South Clinic in South Fulton, Tennessee. They are located at 1135 Broadway Street in South Fulton. Their phone number is 731-479-2606. Thank you so much, Dr. Whitledge, and we hope to see you again on We Talk Health with West Tennessee Healthcare. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you.